Hey everyone, it's Rosanna Arquette here, your guide for all radical musings. I want to quickly talk about dysfunction. You know, everyone has some sort of dysfunction in their life, right? I mean, I know I do. I mean, talk about dysfunctional. When does shit ever truly go according to plan? Sometimes we just have to look at the humor in our idiosyncrasies, right? I mean, hello dysfunction as in the podcast. Hello dysfunction. Yup, this series is hosted by two childhood best friends, Pata Fria and Crystal, as they share personal stories of their own dysfunction. Nothing is off limits and everything is funny. They talk about their lives, their view on the news, gossip, politics. This is really good stuff. Check out Hello Dysfunction on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello out there. How's everyone doing? Everyone hanging in there? Oh my God. I was like pacing my room back and forth and back and forth like a caged animal. I was a caged lion, just was trying to get my anxiety out. But hello, hi, it's me, Rosanna Arquette, and this is a very special episode. I talk to someone I truly admire and love like a brother, because he is my brother, David Arquette. I love him so much. He's one of the most, the kindest, most honest, funny, artistic, um, brilliant human beings that I know. And I get it. You maybe think there's some sort of Hollywood nepotism in truth. I'd adore David, even if he weren't my brother, because he's such a unique person. He's actually rather difficult to define. He's he's totally original, sensitive, hilarious, a filmmaker, actor, professional wrestler, awesome father, amazing, amazing, amazing father. And he's got an extraordinary documentary, You Can't Kill David Arquette. And I'm telling you, not just because I'm his big sister, it, it really is a fantastic documentary. And even though we're family, it isn't always easy to catch up with each other. I mean, I was able to get some time with him just before the 2020 presidential election. David just drove across the country with his family, including my two young nephews relocating to Tennessee. So his documentary called the You Cannot Kill David Arquette is out now on Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, and Netflix, basically anywhere you can stream movies. It's so good. Please see it. Check out our little family reunion as we talk about life changes and growing up our cat style. David Arquette, um, welcome to my show, Radical Musings. Um, I love it, bro. I'm so happy. Now, well, I have to thank you for that because you introduced me to to Jared. Who oh, yes. Who is the producer of this? Jingle Jared, and that's why uh, this happened because you introduced us. So thank awesome. you. Awesome. Best. Even if you were not my my baby brother, <laughs> um, I would have you on the show. I would call. I would want David Arquette on the show because of the documentary that I saw. You can't kill David Arquette. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It must have been hard for you to watch. Well, it was hard for people. For me to watch, but if you weren't my brother, uh, I would want you on the show because I think it's just such an incredible journey, and it's 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 so moving. It's really hardcore, but your passion of wanting, loving wrestling, and putting yourself in this world, and then you know being humiliated in the world, and going back and really going back in there. I mean, it, it's it. I I'm telling everybody. I just told Jane Fonda she to, to watch it. I tell everybody to see it because it's really, really a great documentary and I'm so proud of you for doing it. Um, But can I, are you still wrestling? Not really. If I do again, it would be just a tag team and that's a lot more controllable because RJ 
Sudi's my tag team partner. And, but I, I don't know. I, it's getting longer and longer away from it. And, you know, I go to start Scream 5 in, on Monday. So Okay, so tell us about you're going to Scream with the original cast. Well, a lot of them are dead, but a few of them are alive with you. Yeah, Courtney uh, Cox and uh, Nev Campbell. So Nev. Uh, and then Marley Shelton is also, she was in Scream 5, 4, so she's made it to Scream 5. And so you just made the move. Uh, you, were, you were actually born in the South. You were born in Virginia. You, like, we come from a really creative, crazy, but brilliantly funny family. Um, and, and we have our parents to thank for, for, for living that way um, and growing up that way. And um, how is it that you just made a move with your whole family to the South? Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. We did it during COVID. <laughs> we had planned it sort of before, but we had these pods dropped off and then COVID happened. So we just ended up packing all this stuff and then telling the guys to ship it out. And then we drove out and unpacked. <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy. And all the stuff that you were going to get rid of, you brought yeah. with you? Yeah, we're going to try to go through it because... I've been collector for a long time and I just don't want to like, just, you know, just toss it or something or donate it, but I'm going to end up donating a ton of it, but I just want to go through it properly. So that's been a process, but we showed up and this is kind of crazy. There are spiders, brown recluse spiders everywhere in this eight-legged freaks in your own house. I know it was like the complete, it was a a complete, like, I don't know. It was payback for that film or something. But if you don't know, brown recluse spiders, mainly in the South, mainly in Tennessee and mainly uh, come out during the summertime, right? When we came here. So it was just like, they can kill you, right? They're like really, they can be, they're poisonous. Yes. They're highly poisonous. They can kill you. They definitely can kill you. They're not like black widows, but they are. I mean, they're poisonous. The, uh, yeah, so we went from, like, pandemic. Christina already, when the pandemic hit, the night of the first, like, shutdown, our internet went out, and she was like, this is it. It's the end of the world. <laughs> it's ending. You know, it was just this crazy thing. So it was, like, this fear element, and then we come into a house, and now the fear's inside the house, and they're everywhere. It was so – it's been just so crazy. It's been and on like, top of it, you, you're you're married to Christina, who is your is also the producer of this movie, and quite an extraordinary yeah. producer, I have to say. She She's on it. She's so organized, and and the way, and so so for her to panic and be a mom of two young small boys. No, it's um, incredible. And and your wife, yeah, supportive of yeah. you doing these crazy situations, putting yourself in these insanely dangerous situations. Um, how are you doing it as 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 a as a dad as an artist? I mean, you're about to go away and do a movie with your ex wife. How 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 is which is all good. You yeah, guys yeah, are all yeah. friends and everything's cool. But how are you? How is how are you managing to make this work? I think it's been hard on everybody. I mean, it's especially hard. Like the kids are just kind of like you know in this pod. We haven't you know been going on. I mean, go out to get uh, you know food and whatever, but. It's been challenging. You know, we don't have 
just I don't know, just everything. We don't have anything. It's just me, my wife, my mother-in-law, which has been an incredible blessing. But because she's like she's become like the she helps you with the kids instead yeah. of having a nanny, you got Grammy. You know, yeah. right? But you know, this whole thing happened, and we were supposed to be at South by Southwest with the movie, and that got canceled. And then we did like a, a little like family screening at the house before. Uh, COVID all kicked in and it kicked in like the next day. And, and, uh, and then, so Christina had to like produce and finish the film with, with super limited knee on the, the company that is releasing it just all like virtually and, and do all this stuff. And she finished two films at the same time. Uh, it's been insane. It's just been a lot. And then we went off and, uh, we filmed a movie <laughs> at the beginning of COVID. We had we pushed it, and and we worked with these guys at HCT Media. We did this film called Ghosts of the Ozarks, uh, and this company called Devil Tub Productions. And we went to uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and filmed a film like one of the first films during COVID. We had to do all this COVID prep, and everyone had to quarantine in this hotel, and. Uh, you know, we had to provide food every day. People had to wear masks and get their temperature checked and take tests all the time. And then, uh, yeah, it's been... It's a new hard. world, right? This yeah. is the way the way it's going to be, but you're like the pioneers of it. I think you guys did it before anybody, before people were really going back to work. You were doing it. Yeah, it was this company, HCT Media, that really did the on-the-ground stuff and Devil Tub Productions. But we did it remotely, and then I went went there and... Uh, yeah, it's an interesting film though. It's with Tim Blake Nelson, with a, who's a dear friend of mine. So it's great to work, work with, with him, him again. Yeah. The, he did he direct you in a movie? Yeah, he directed the Gray Zone. Yeah, that was so and good. We worked together four times now. We met uh, years ago. I know. I love that you have that friendship. Yeah. So, and do you like how is it being in this with the climate of the world right now, living in the South? Yeah, that's intense, man. It's intense. Like we live in a place where there's, you know, like a better statue in the like town square, you know, and uh, and you know Trump signs everywhere, and you know it's. I don't know what's going on right now. It's just just so insane. <laughs> I just can't even. I'm like, I'm just praying. <laughs> I think a lot of it's just. Just like so scary at the moment. Just until the you know we know after this election what's going on. I just it just feels like the whole world is crazy. It's just so insane right now. It really is. It's a darkness. Like I know I, I wake I you know reading the news and sometimes like you know I need to shut it off, but I don't do it. And I, I think I create all this anxiety for myself by just constantly being in and knowing what's yeah. going on at all moments. And it's just, it's never taking a break from it. But then you take a break for 24 hours and you can't believe the shit that happened in one day. It's like, you <laughs> don't know what's going on. My, it's friend, like, my friend hasn't watched the news in two years or something. Uh, and how is he, let what? me, is he happy? He kind of is happy. Yeah. He's kind of just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I know. Wow. I'm like, wow. Hey, are you voting? Make sure he votes. You better bring that person yeah, right to that voting booth. And 
let him know. I know. I know. Um, just too much. But I just really, my whole thing's like kindness, love, and like trying to like get that in myself and like live by that. It's even hard, but this is like bananas. <laughs> like people are crazy. I don't know. It, it, it's hope, true. Like love wins, kindness wins. And, like we all start being nicer, you know. Yes. yes. There's more light in the world. And and that is exactly what we need. That's what we need from 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 everybody, especially in our pods, in our families, in our you know, in our own communities. And that's what we how we can make the world better. Is like concentrate on our own families and communities and in the small ways and and then that can grow that's what i hope can happen for us i mean we come from a great family that you know we're all out there we're all got voices we're all activists we all have our opinions and you're talking about your young son and that he's you know got a strong he sounds like an arquette you know? oh, yeah charlie they're all really wild they're all, like authority charlie's, charlie's got a lot of uh, a lot of like just a big personality, very like <laughs> challenging and questioning everything. I was talking to my therapist about. It. He's like, you know, you it's it's hard because you're dealing with traits that'll serve him well as an adult, but you know, as a kid, that they're you know, and as a parent, it's just hard. And you read all these things and like how to deal with stuff, but I find myself like, especially we did this car ride across the country and. It's just like, you know, after, you know, hours of, you know, please, da, 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 can you please, guys, guys, come on, I'm trying to drive, just like, will you just shut up? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you've lost all the momentum that you did on the good narrative side, and then you feel just terrible about it, and, you know. Oh. I think that we're dealing in it because of the pandemic and because everybody's been in closed quarters with their families and their, you know, it, it is so challenging for every relationship across the board that I, 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 yeah, know. I know it has it. been in my marriage. And if it wasn't for somebody I interviewed today, which is Rabbi yeah. Finley, who has this whole thing about communication and, and helping, you know, it helps with that a lot. But um, my God, has it been challenging for everybody? I mean, how do you say, I don't want to be with somebody 20. I love my husband, but I don't want to be with anybody 24-7. I know. It's true. <laughs> Nobody can. You can't. It's like, it's too much. It's all you know, too much. You know, I'm going to be working from home all the time. I was like, what? It's like, it's like, wait a minute. I like you going to work. And it's like, you know, I, 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 please go to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the feeling. I love the feeling. Are you cooking? Are you doing other? Because you're you're you've always been a hands-on dad. I mean, you're helping you with, with the kids, um, and you've been like the great. You're like the clown dad too, because you went to clown school, right? No, I was a I was a honorary clown at Ringlings for one day only. <laughs> no, so I didn't really go to like official clown school, but that's on the bucket list. So, Davey, what music are you listening to right now? Yes, that to change. No, I haven't like I haven't been exploring new music at all. I I'm, I'm like a big Otis Redding kind of guy, you know. We lived close to Memphis, so you know that that whole stacks like the whole scene yeah. on there. And Otis Redding, Sam Cooke. Yes, you know, I love. Uh, you know, but I also love just 
She don't let Zeppelin and all the. But old James Brown, you know. Oh, old James oh. Brown is the best. I and you know, I like one of my favorite records, and I listen to it often when I feel bummed, and I actually um, listen to it. Is is um, the Aretha Franklin's gospel record that she did? Um, it's live gospel record. What's it called? Such an incredible record, but it has "Mary, Don't You Weep for Me" and all this. And that is just the killer record. <laughs> to listen to, and so, so what? What? What are you doing? Like you've got a production company. Tell me everything that you're up to. Yeah, Christina's just like turned out to be this powerhouse producer. She can. She's just been. <laughs> The only problem is she takes on so much. <laughs> and right now we can't have anybody around, so it's like she's doing everything on her own. So that's just been super hard for her and, and just in general. But, um, yeah, we've been developing a bunch of stuff. We have, you know, I have a film coming out this week, I think. It was the, the film, Christina's first film that she produced called 12 Hour Shift. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that. Yeah, HCT Media and Devil Tub again. And then, um, and then a movie called Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story, which is about a notorious New York City streetball player. And it's really a love story and a love for basketball story. So it's a really sweet film with my friend Danny A, who directed it, Danny Aberasker. And then, um, yeah, that's it. That's that's. It. I mean, then I go off to do Scream. There's a few other things coming down, but that's mainly. We started a. Um, a documentary film company called XTR with Bryn Moser. He's been great. He's, he's just an incredible like taste for, for films. And, you know, <clears throat> we have a bunch of documentaries. He's your director, right? For your documentary, right? No, he was one of the producers. The director was David Darg and Bryce James. But okay. David Darg and Bryn Moser started Riot together. That's what That's I'm sort saying. of how we met. And then we all started XTR. Cool. Yeah, that's been really cool. I mean, the next documentary is somebody. You, who are you doing? A big documentary. So. Um. Yeah, we were doing Magic Johnson's documentary. I mean, just part of it. Yeah, but there's a lot, a lot of people involved in that. That's a really huge one. New Slate Media is a really incredible company. That's that's behind that. And yeah. so, what are you doing? Like when you feel shitty and depressed because we all can go there my god knows i do that what what how do you what do you do to get yourself out of it you know like the old the old days you know we would all do you know drink have a smoke weed yeah so i know what 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 do you do for yourself now you gave me a great book yeah yeah oh yeah love yourself like your life depends on it and the untethered soul those two were really helpful just during this period, um, you know, exercise, getting out, just getting out and walking and stuff when I can. <laughs> but, but exercise is something that I've noticed really brings my anxiety level down a lot. You know, I'm on some medications, just little like, like stuff. Um, I went to this naturalist who like did all my panels and all this stuff. And I'm like on these different, amino acids and i know it's kind of sounds silly but d h e a or i don't even know what the heck they are but they're like they seem to be helping a little but it is a roller coaster i mean i had some bad times like when i yell at my kid you know 
that'll stick with me for a while. And I just beat myself up like nobody well, came did. from that. I know, and it's like something I'm trying to like deal with. You know what I mean? There's all these like trauma eggs we have that are like revealing their faces. <laughs> you know, it's just really hard to like come to terms with them. But and I try to like deal with it in a way that's you know positive. But you know, relationships are really difficult, and our parents had a really you know kind of volatile thing and. We had drama. It was a lot of trauma, drama in our family. A lot of drama, a lot of it. But it's like, it's part of our soul. I mean, I see it in, in Charlie. He's like, you know, before he even knew anything about anything, he's like behaving this way. So it's it's like generational. I mean, this is not something that's only died because our parents had that type of relationship. It's like... It's in our DNA. I think it is. The trigger. <laughs> and then like... What I do like about getting older is you notice it more and you can kind of like catch up with the anger. Like you can like, Oh, what's this feeling? You know, and then you can try to address it, but sometimes it just comes too quick. And you're like, ah, I think our whole family, um, because of we, we all have triggers and we're all reactive. Like everybody can react and, and, and it's and get hurt. And I know just even for myself triggered or being hurt and I will respond like the 14 year old girl that left home and hitchhiked across the United States. Like I come from that place. I'm not my adult self. I'm like a grown woman. And I totally respond like a hurt 14 year old every time. So do I. I yeah. Punk rock. I get like, ah, yeah. no, fuck it. Wow. Let's burn the house down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a father. I mean, our father was an actor and a musician and he was, he was a, a, just a great, great guy, he had his demons, but also the more I've learned about um, childhood trauma and what uh, sexual trauma can do, that he was put in a, in a um, and he was beautiful, like a beautiful, blonde, gorgeous child, six years old in military school. Mm. And you can bet your ass that he was for sure. I, I, I will bet money that he was molested. Something happened to him. I can feel it in my soul because the way his whole, his whole thing, how he covered it up and it's up. And, and, and I think mom kind of let me feel that was the right, was right too. Um, and that can bring up a lot of, a lot of stuff in people. But I remember his reactions when we would, he would have like these, his opera anger. Oh yeah. That's the funniest and we have no money. And he like slammed like. I know. They were like, you can't yell anymore. But how about singing? <laughs> oh, now we have. They're going to get ahead. <laughs> Did you remember that? Uh, it's like, yeah. And so, uh, so is in, by d- growing up around it, it was like literally drama. And so it was like, it, so having the draw, was that something that was instilled in us so that, you know, we, we look for that. And so, you know, I know in my life that I, I participated in that. And now I just like, I hate, I hate it so much that it's, I actually shut down. I've shut down from it. Like not yeah. to say that I don't react. I'm not react. I mean, I, I, I definitely am reactive sometimes, but I'm working on it still work in progress. But knowing that that kind of energy is like in our DNA, like, and we all do it. Like I've seen it in my kid and you know, I chose somebody who had that in his own yeah. life. But what's that about? Like we, we choose people who are literally like 
somehow kind of like not exacerbate it, but but bring it to the surface so we have to face it. Like you know what I mean? Like all of our relationships just seem like I don't know for me at least, all my relationships seem like it goes to some place within our you know. I don't know, it's triggering or something or it's making me look at something or it's bringing something up in me that I have to like figure out. I'm just, I don't know if I need to start meditating more. I just, I just try, but I, I can't. I mean, I mean, it's, I can't. It's shutting just, your mind down. The calm down is like your mind is always chattering. It, it's, it's, my mind's it's, chattering yeah, a lot. I just, well, you know, my, the, my thing is I literally just want to have fun and be something like, I want everyone to have fun. I want to do crazy things. and like, let's all go like, do, like laugh and be silly. I just don't like the seriousness of life. Like, it's so I know. And that's crazy. the great part of you. And we don't want to, that, that to ever go away. And that shouldn't ever go away. You can laugh and be silly and have fun is such a really beautiful part of you. One of the things, there's a scene in your documentary where the doctor is actually showing your brain yeah. and showing, showing, you know, the parts of your brain that are, you know, and, and I, I actually, you sent me to that doctor. So like, I think we all have, there's like this, this, you know, we have psychedelic brains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. And, so. and, and a little, you know, a little, definitely ADD, and having not being able to really super concentrate and um for sure but you know like, I I like medication but it's like a little bit of speed and then it's like it was oh. i was great for like a week and then i was like that's where the the yelling started i was like ah! and then i was like i can't stop raising my voice no this is not good for you that's i i'm not okay. in no i stopped it i stopped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah 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 no i know you stopped a long time ago that yeah. thing i'm glad you're going on the natural route and it is, it's just, it's, a, yeah, dealing with our own demons and, and learning how to, to, uh, to, to just live in a peaceful way is sometimes really challenging when the world around us is not peaceful. And that's, I don't know, the people that are able to keep their cool um, in stressful situations, you know, I'm always in awe because I, I, you're an empath too. And I am I like, like a lot of, most of our family isn't, um, so we can actually pick up the energy of other people around us. Like oh, I am a sponge for like someone's anger, like who's next to like, who's, I, I, I can feel it. And actually it's toxic for me. I, I, I go into complete anxiety and get so anxious. Yeah. Are you an on time person, Davey? I'm a so on time person. Like it upsets me a lot when I'm not on time. So I'm the same way. So like, I'm always like half an hour early or 15 minutes yeah, early like every that. meeting, That's because awesome. I think we had, I, we came from a family that um, our mom, like she just, she just, she just didn't have the time thing. She just it mom left me in a park one time after an art class. Yeah. She'd forgotten to pick me up. I'm sitting at like Barnsdale art place. How old are you? Like 10? Sun goes down. I'm like 10, maybe. The sun goes down. Like literally like a couple of hours or an hour and a half or something after the sun goes down. I'm like, just walked around this park. I didn't know what to do. And then she finally showed up and she was like, oh, I'm all freaked out that she forgot me. Like, <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. Thinking that like, and you're a kid that could have been kidnapped in a park in like East LA. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so. Yeah, the time <laughs> 
See, there's a lot of problems. What are we going to do about them? We have, like, the bottom line is like, we can't fix them all, and we could just fix what's going on in our own, our own cause, yeah, our own families. And if we can that's, fix that, then maybe we can fix what's going on in the world. But we have to start there. Isn't that it? Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, you know, I'm just it's literally in here. <laughs> you know, all of it. Like all the fixing needs to be done right here. Because I think we're all super connected in a way that we no one can really understand. You know, I think, like I was driving, I've driven myself across the country, which is pretty intense. But I was like thinking about Christina and kind of, I was like, I wonder, because I knew it was at night and I knew she was asleep. So I was like kind of sending her like, I love you and all this stuff. And uh-huh. and, uh, and I called you and was like, did you have any dreams or anything? She was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, we had such a sweet little moment. And I was like, I didn't know if it was real or not. You know what I mean? But I do think there's a lot more connected than than I agree. Than we all know. Yeah. There's this guy, um, um, and I know you get skeptical of all that kind of stuff, but he he but he's really just he's a healer in 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 Kauai. His name is Howard Wills, and he has the prayers, and he has these prayers that are cleansing prayers, and they're really good. And I I say them, and you and, and they 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 help heal and stuff. And I've noticed by doing them every day, things are starting to open up. Things you know healing is happening in places that need to be healed there. You can see that there's movement in the openness to heal with people. And, 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 and that's, um, I think that's, that's, I do believe that like there's the thing that you just said about uh, sending her love. Like, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. You just say that. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. When someone you've hurt someone or, and, and you say it over and over and over, you could say it for hours and just like, and then yeah, you'll get the phone call. I love myself thing. Yeah. So what is it now? I'm sorry. What was- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm Thank sorry. You. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. That's not, that's not Howard Wills, although that is a Hawaiian thing. He has a thing is like, well, his, you can look him up, uh, Howard Wills. Yeah. But anyway, I do believe that there is energy in that. It's what it is, is it's, it's, it is, we're connected and that is energy. She, and your wife did feel that when you were saying that I, I it, it is, it's real. Believe that. Yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah. Like. It's hard to stay positive all the time though. You know what I mean? You try to, you try to, you try to, and then like, and also like, do you feel like sometimes it's just, whoa, there's like something going on in the universe right now that's making like, ooh. Like, oh man! Like everything is well. We're seeing darkness <laughs> we've never seen. Like, well, it's been here, but I guess because of this, because yeah. of the internet, because of the interconnectedness of the internet world, we're seeing the racism and darkness and and this hate that really does exist and always has. We never saw it in this way, and for that, in the weirdest way, it is so- coming out into the light. You know it's what I mean? It's like the good part yes. is that it's like yeah you know yeah you're right i mean but, you know, that's what it friend, we're- i have a friend who's a good friend i've known him for years he moved out to tennessee before us and uh he's voted for trump and i was like what he's i was like are you he's now. like i'm a libertarian i was like yeah still i just didn't even like you know 
I just don't know how to like deal with it. At that point, it, at this point, it's like lines are drawn. It's, you know, you can't be voting for Trump and say like, I'm not a racist. You're, well, you're at, you, you may not be a racist. You're okay. It's not a deal breaker that he's a racist. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's like a 17-year-old kid that drove across the country with his mother and his guns to shoot at protesters that were peacefully, pro- peacefully protesting in Wisconsin people who were, who were oh, you know, protesting thing. for Black Lives yeah. Matter. Like, I mean, for, like, come on. This is, it's, it is, it's, what's terrifying is there is, you know, I think there's going to be, there's going to be blood on the streets and, and, uh, you know, there, and that's what's terrifying right now. It is, it's terrifying. And we, we, and we want to vote. I mean, I do believe Biden, you know, he is a centrist, but I'd rather vote for a, a good man who's a centrist than a bad man who's a fascist. No? Oh, there's a really good documentary that I have out right now that I just have a little part in. And Patricia's in. It's called "Kiss the Ground." What it's is about it? you know, the it's about the soil and the fact that the soil can be used to help with climate change. Yeah. You know the way we take our our uh, plants and everything, the way we feed our livestock. You know, and that's your. There is, is that you? You produced it. I'm just have a, I just I'm just did a favor for my friends who directed the film and, and Patricia because I, I went to Haiti with her for give love. Right. But, uh, and she talks about, you know, poop and, and, you know, she talks about poop because she has these composting toilets that, that yeah. are, um, that are really like, you know, pretty great and help the, help the yeah. soil in the ground. Water involved and you just, yeah. It can, part of the whole problem with a lot of this stuff is that, you know, the water tables are getting all destroyed with, Insecticides and pollution and all that stuff. And, and fracking you know, so is very dangerous. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's, yeah. Sure. We, um, Jane Fonda just wrote a book when I interviewed her today. Actually, oh, cool. And her book is the quintessential What Can I Do book. Uh, it, everything is in this book about climate change and scientific wow. facts. It's extraordinary. You can get her on Audible reading it, which I. I oh, awesome. I, I, yeah, that's what I like to do it like that because there's so much reading to do. I mean, I I I was always really like that's terrible. You can't read a book. You got to listen to people. Like now, it's like oh god, it's on tape, especially a book like this where there's so much dense, intense fact. It, it's it's really important. Yeah, and workouts make it really good. It kind of inspires you. You could like sit on a treadmill or a you know on a stationary bike a little longer when you're in a good book. Well, it's called What Can I Do, and that came from. Um, from Catherine Keener. I love Peter. What else, Davey? That's about it. I mean, I have a few other little things coming out, but, you know, I'm just just trying to figure it out. <laughs> are you done with kids? Or are you, do, you want, do you have a teenage yeah, six-year-old uh, daughter? No, Christina doesn't want to work with Yeah, I have a six-year-old daughter, and Gus and Charlie, and... Uh, yeah, I no, she doesn't want anymore. So that's it. That's okay. Well, you were. I think you're okay too. No, though, this is, right? Yeah, this has it's been. This has been. <laughs> it's a lot. Tell me about your relationship. You you have the greatest best friend friendship with your ex wife Courtney, who is also the mother of of Coco. Okay, yeah. And how is that work? Like you guys all, it's Coco's like a great. Gonna go with her, so I'll be able to see her. Like oh, I'm so happy. Oh, so so I know. What's that? 
she'll miss her little boyfriend. <laughs> oh yeah. She's got a great boyfriend, River. He's a really sweet guy. Gorgeous. Which is nice, you know, she shares a lot more with her mom, but I just love that he's kind of like a sweethearted guy. And he's he is. kind because and- you are. Because if she if you had if she had if you had a bad guy, you probably would choose a bad guy. If if you were a bad guy, that's usually what happens. They choose your father and you're like a great guy. She chose a great guy. So good for you. Baby, thank you for being a great guy. You've always been the best kid. I gotta tell you, you were always the sweetest and you have a kind heart. And this little boy, Gus, um, your younger son, he um he's obsessed with Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> He loves Dolly Parton and he sings Jolene and he's three and yeah. he's hilarious. So yeah. I got a little uh, video that you, Christina sent me and, uh, a, a video of Gus singing Jolene. <gasps> it is the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. So I hope, I hope Dolly gets that because it was sent so she could get it. Uh, <laughs> he lives in Tennessee. No, I can't wait till this pandemic covers. I'm heading right over to Dollywood. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh, oh, for your son. That's right. So we have to go to Dolly. Dolly. I love Dolly too. I mean, Dolly's. Who doesn't love Dolly? She's yeah. one of the greatest voices. We all love her, and she's so smart. And personalities. I mean, her her dynamic. The way she you like watch old interviews with her. She just always she's just always very sharp on on her toes and just kind and sweet, like real. Yes. That's the thing. Like that's the thing that I've always like tried to stay in touch with. <laughs> I mean, not losing fact on the real part on the, like, you know, even sometimes the struggles that we have might be hard or whatever, but it does keep you like, you know, not, I don't know. It doesn't, don't get too full of yourself. I mean, I would see a lot of people who get kind of caught up in the, they become a little like almost fake in a weird way. Yeah. Well, you we know a lot of, we know we've met a lot of movie stars and know a lot of people that are famous. And I've seen, um, I, both of us have seen a lot of people who in, whose changes when fame can change somebody. My mom, mom was always really, you know, I remember, I remember, man, she was just, uh, hardcore about that. That she's just like, don't ever, don't change that. Don't you know? Ever believe that you're anything better than anybody else because you're famous? Doesn't mean anything. Right. She instilled that, I think, in all of us. Um, you know, well, I want to do something. I want to thank you for like breaking down the walls. Like you came out here and made a name for us in this generation. And you always took care of our family. You know when we. When you were successful, I just love you so much. I hope you know. I that. love you so much, and thank you. And I, I, I did. Well, you guys were my. We just found a letter of one of my first movies. I, Patricia is the document. She documents and you know letters and pictures. And thank God because I certainly don't have that in me to document things. I have still like I haven't even done my wedding album yet. I like it's all like it's just terrible. And she's really meticulous. And I guess but there was a letter that was found. Or and some stuff that we found, um, and uh, from me to the family when I was doing my first movie with Betty Davis called The Dark Secret of Harvest Home in Ohio, and they gave me for per diem, I made like a hundred and something dollars or, or 150 a week, which you know, I think it was like 79 or something, 
was, you know, what is that now? Three, 400 bucks, right? Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, four. Probably more, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I said, I'm sending it, I'm sending this to your family. You know, it's like my extra, my per diem I sent to the family. Because everybody was, you know, my, my, my dad was a struggling actor, like with five kids in LA, you know, um, well, raising four kids. I left, I left when you were really young. I left home really young. And, and, uh, and yeah. he, and, but he was like trying to, he made a living as an actor supporting his family, but sometimes they were, it was really hard, like really struggling. And so I, a lot of times paid the rent and I, I you know, absolutely. I know you, you, like you did. I, I think you bought the car, but I, w- I wanted it to be like, or you gave me some money for the, your first Azuzu. Remember the, 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 yeah, the Azuzu trooper, yeah. I think you like gave me like, like I, I cause I, I, know. I was giving it to you, but it was actually important. It was, it was like, I knew that it was important for you too, that to like, this is what you, you know, like I, I, I think it was mom that said, no, he should pay a little bit. She was trying to like instill that, you know, and it's like, I, cause I would have given it to you or, or did I give it to you? But I think you would give me money. I think I bought a little, you know, I think or something. It was like a lot of money for you, but it was like, you bought a car. No. Well, you know, my first car was a Dodge Dart, and I wasn't able to get a car until I could buy my own car. Oh. But it just, I mean, that's kind of how it is. Isuzu Trooper. It was an Isuzu Trooper. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Did you like that, that car? Did you yeah, have it? It's good. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah, and everybody, I mean, and Patricia had her baby young, and Richmond, our brother Richmond is a very talented uh, writer and act really incredible actor actually. And, and activist, hardcore yeah. activist. And um, yeah, and we have a great crazy family and we lost our Alexis, our cat. Oh, four years ago. I'm thinking about her so much lately. I don't know why. Maybe because Alexis is around you right now to let you know that she's there and you're and she's around you and that's what you're feeling her. Well, I had this really trippy experience where when I was doing the wrestling documentary, I shaved all my, you know, shaved everything in the documentary. You see me getting waxed, but then I was looking at my arms and they looked my just my arms, not as much my hands, but my arms looked like so much like Alexis's because she used to shave and stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was like, I kind of felt like Alexis is, and she did say something about, like, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be around. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. But uh, I don't know. And then it occurred to me, like, part of the connection with Luke and Alexis, when Luke Perry lived at our house and he's in the film, you know, and, and we all watched wrestling together. Luke always loved wrestling. and. And then I was like, oh, like part of this, me doing this wrestling movie is kind of to connect with Alexis in a weird way. Yes. Like, and then, well, RJ City says this funny thing. She says, uh, he says, uh, wrestling's like, you know, male, it's like a male drag show. It's, it's, you're like in drag. You go backstage with these biggest, toughest guys in the world but they're all getting spray tanned and they're all <laughs> waxed up and they're all shiny and like, oh, they're all doing their hair. <laughs> like the most bizarre, like kind of worlds colliding that you'd ever imagine. Everyone's watching their weight and like <laughs> doing stuff. It's funny. 
I did, well, Alexis was our, is kind of was the, the touchstone of the family. And so when she left four years ago, September 11th, um, it's been, it's been very, it's really been hard on our whole family, a lot of grief and, and it's been a, a big hole you know, in, on every level, but um, through it, um, David and I, and the rest of the family, but David and I focus a lot on it is um, the, the Alexis Arquette family foundation that, um, uh, you were really instrumental in setting up. I, I, I set it up for the family on behalf of yeah, the family of so that we could help, you know, eventually it could do great things. But, you know, we're very, what, what we did do that was great was we partnered with Dr. Astrid Hagar of the Violence Intervention Program down in, in um, USC Medical Center. And there's now a clinic called the Alexis Project, which helps LGBTQ youth um, and the community and helps kids, you know, that are struggling and have counseling and um, there's, there's. But it's not only LGBTQ, right? Well, the violence intervention program in itself takes care of everyone, but the Alexis project is uh, for the LGBTQ uh, community. And and it was really, yeah, because 60% of the kids on the streets are homeless. um, I did that movie Johns and I just. Well, that's right. I would I would go and I would you know pay five bucks to uh, I lived right off of Santa Monica. We all hung out at the Formosa, so I'd walk to the Formosa like you know a mile or two, and I'd give these guys five bucks and I'd say like, "What's the craziest thing that ever happened? You know, what's in your pockets? You don't mind showing me? You know, why are you here? How long have you been out here? Do you do drugs? Like I had this whole list of of questions to ask them just. And I was able to do that for like two or three months because I knew I was doing that movie. And you, this, you, this was, was your like research. The most best research I could ever do. I ran into a guy with a teardrop tattoo like my character had. He was essentially like my character. I finally ran into him on the street, except he was gay. My character was not. But uh, You're great in that movie. I, should, I want to research. What I learned were all of these kids were on the street because their parents <laughs> didn't accept them like almost every single one i asked was like yeah my parents kicked me out yeah my parents you know i've never i haven't talked to my parents and that just like like, like, i know that so many so when you when i gave you that trooper i was living up in up in the hills of california just i mean um anyway off mulholland and and i was going to hollywood boulevard and interviewing homeless kids um, all the time. And I was going to do a movie about homeless kids and all of them had so many had been trafficked, which we didn't really understand. Now we do like trafficked is a word and like, that they were being sold for drugs and, and, and that's how they would survive to get drugs and turned into drug addicts. And, oh my God, it was, I got heavily involved with some kids, some young girls. Um, and I just wanted to get them back home because they, seemed like they were lost here and they said yeah we just need money to get back and i brought them to i literally bought them they wanted to take a train i said well, what about i'll buy you plane tickets you can go on the plane and i'll fly you up there no no we'll just take a train took them to the train station got on the train left and then i went back like you know i was there next week there they were they came back and they were on the streets you know and you know i thought well but wait a minute I, I was trying to help you but it's like you know you can only do so much and somebody wants is willing to do what they can do for themselves and change. It's, 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 it takes a lot of 
willingness and you have to be willing and you can't tell anybody what to do and how to do it. That's the lesson. Well, I love you, Davey. I love you too. And um, and so proud of you. Have fun. Keep in touch with me when you're doing Scream. Give my love to, to Coco and Courtney and especially Christina. Please give me triple love to Love you, honey. I love, love you, honey. Bye. Bye. Okay. Congrats on your new show. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review Radical Musings to help other listeners find the show. And subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast to be alerted every time we post a new episode. Radical Musings is brought to you by Audio Up, produced by Krista Liney and Carla Braun. Edited by Jeremiah Zimmerman. Production support provided by Ashley Ardent, Sam Winter, Tyler Dorson, Emma Rappold, and Richard Regal. Thank you all so much.